Hey, Gabriel Blake. Hey, Gabriel Jose. Where are we today? I'm in San Francisco. And I'm in Chicago. Thanks for respecting my geographical privacy. Welcome. <laughs> uh, so what do you watch today? Uh, this was your pick. Um, and you chose the French New Wave sci-fi noir film by Jean-Luc Godard, Alphaville. Considered one of like the... like. I don't know, big hallmarks of the French New Wave movement, right? Like, this is a, a famous, famous film. Yeah, definitely. And the, the reason why I actually wanted to uh, to watch it is that Scott Hour passed away some weeks ago. This was the, I think, the only movie that I watched by him. Uh, and I haven't watched like, too much of New Wave. Is the thing that uh, you you were telling me that you had like a phase of watching like a lot of new wave but you never go to alphabet and i think that i started from alphabet you know <laughs> it's like no more it's not no more i was like oh this is weird this is just breathless or a band the part you should jules and jim you need to watch all three of those not right now but those are three excellent french stories well now you know what to pick so, you had seen this before, mm -hmm. I had not. When is the last time you saw this? I think that's six years ago. It was like a... I think that it was in Noir City at the Castro Theater. Okay. So, since we've known each other. Yeah, 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 definitely. We've known each other a decade, Jose. Actually, the other day I was checking my Facebook and I had a picture of the tickets, of the PR tickets. <gasps> on my timeline. Good times. Yeah, it was only 75 bucks back then. <laughs> That's a very different experience this time yep. around. Yeah. So, uh, as this was my pick, and I already explained why did I pick it, uh, I guess that you have to summarize it. So, this film was difficult for me to follow. There's a lot that happens. Um, so I have the Wikipedia page up. I'm just going to big picture stuff. And if you feel like I missed something you want to call out, let me know. Of course. Uh, this takes place in a dystopian future, I would guess, in a town called Alphaville, or a city, um, that's run by a computer called Alpha 60. Uh, yeah. It's a sentient computer, and he has outlawed things like love, poetry, and emotion. Um, anybody that's seen to be acting emotional is considered irrational and can be uh, interrogated or executed and or yeah. executed. So we see our hero, or really he's an anti-hero, but he's um, a detective, I think. Would you call him a detective? He's a spy, I think. Yeah, he's a spy. So he's sent undercover to go into Alphaville. Um, his real From name is the outer countries? Oh, the external... Yeah, they, in the film they say outer countries, the outlands. Yeah, I mean, they say that it's like a, also other planets. It's a, it's, it, it, the message is like a bit confused about like what is the reality because at the end it's like this is Paris. And I don't know if it was like, like a translation issue, but at some point Alpha 60 offers our anti-hero the opportunity to rule a galaxy. And I was like, okay. Anyway, so let me caution is the anti-hero. He comes to Alphaville. He's posing as a journalist called Ivan Johnson. There's a lot of, like, communist stuff in here. There's characters that speak Russian, mm. you know, during the commune, like, the Iron Curtain. Um, and he claims to work for Figaro Pravda, which is a Russian, I believe, is a Russian. Um, newspaper? Yeah. 
and he's there on a series of missions. He's supposed to, one, find a missing agent. Two, he's supposed to capture or kill the creator of Alphaville named Professor Von Braun. And lastly, he wants to destroy Alphaville. And... It's destroy like, Alphaville or destroying Alpha 16? Uh, so, I didn't understand that he wanted to destroy Alphaville, but at the very least, the Wikipedia plot synopsis says, Lastly, he aims to destroy Alphaville and its dictatorial computer Alpha 60. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that at some point he actually expressed, well, multiple times he expressed his disdain about the city and about like, how it would be better if the city didn't exist. So basically, he just kind of navigates the city. He meets Professor Von Braun's daughter, who also worked on Alpha 60. Um, he's like, hey, I'm a journalist. Can you hook me up with an interview? And she's like, mm, I've never met him, which is weird. Um, and it's just kind of that I don't think I'm missing any major plot points, but he's just kind of trying to achieve his missions. And we meet various Alphaville residents and... Alpha 60, his voice seems to be everywhere in the city and he serves a little bit like a narrator. He has a very disturbing yeah. voice. It sounds like yeah. somebody. Who... Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, they have like the smoking thing. Yeah, they have to just perform it. Yeah, it sounds like a character from a David Lynch movie. Yes, exactly. Um, it actually reminded me a little bit of the Tarsen, or the Tarsen, the Tarkovsky film that we disagree on. Oh, Stucker? stalker in that they don't really explain what's outside of the zone what the zone is it's a little bit just hey you're along for a ride and yeah yeah it, yeah but there i think there's like a really big difference is the bottom ten they rely on your suspension of disbelief for just believing that this is the fantasy that they are like portraying because here is that there is no there is not really anything sci-fi anything like out of the ordinary if just I think computer what the thing is like they, we don't even see like a super computer you know like futuristic or fictional if I recall correctly it's like even like when we see like no satellites is that this could be like a control station for I don't know like a pipe system yeah yeah <laughs> so everything is like hey this is mundane this is completely mundane but I'm sending you on the idea that it's like this in another planet it's a futuristic city is it but Everything is Paris in the 60s. 100%. You didn't add anything on top of it for making me imagine this. Now, when you think about a stalker, it actually talks about a normal city on that time and how it actually, like, this event disrupted their lives. And that city was not changed whatsoever. So, from that perspective, it's, like, it's easier to get away with that. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I. Even I think Stalker is a far superior film to this, but just in terms of, hey, we're not going to explain things. It's yeah. like, kind of like Annihilation in that way. They're like, we're just not going to explain shit, and you kind of just have to go along for this ride. And look what happened in the bush when they explain shit. <laughs> um, so overall, besides... I don't even understand how this is French New Wave because like all the hallmarks of French New Wave where there's typically a love triangle between two men and, and a girl there's typically ironic narration which I guess we get through Alpha 60 um, I think this is just a black and white film that Jean-Luc Godard did in the 60s and they call it French New Wave uh, it, it may be I mean I always assume that there is also like a bit of uh, surrealist or magic realist aspect 
to new wave movies. I, I don't know. That. Yeah, they also I don't know. break the fourth wall a lot. They didn't do that in this film. Mm, uh, that's true. Well, they, that's true because the new wave is a bit more of a how do you say like a reaction to the uh, neorealism that it was yeah. happening at the point, especially in Italy. And it was a bit more is that we want to just be as crazy as possible. I always understood that half of it fell into the bucket from the perspective is that we're going to be like taking reality and portraying it in a narrative perspective as different from what you would expect. I don't know what else I personally have to say about this film. I did not enjoy it that much. It's only an hour and 38 minutes and it felt much longer than it should have been. Um, I didn't connect with any of the characters, which actually may have been the point since they're not even allowed to show emotions. Um, the, um, the main character falls in love with Dr. Von Braun's daughter who doesn't even believe she has a sense of self because she was born and raised in Alphaville and they end up running away together leaving Alphaville together and I was like this should be a happy ending but I just don't care uh, I had to say I was talking with my boyfriend and uh, I talked at the beginning it's like, this is a sci-fi noir movie and I think that's probably a mention of like, like Blade Runner is that that's like the example that everyone knows uh, but Blade Runner actually uses special effects it has like an amazing soundtrack it has a story that it goes somewhere <laughs> you know it plays with the uh, like obviously it's just, yeah yeah, I mean, this is a bit more is that there is nothing visually impressive. The only thing that I would say that is like visually impressive is the executions from the perspective of how surreal they are. They shoot the guy in front of the pool and then it uh, falling into the, uh, how do you say, into the pool and then like a group of, I don't know, like rhythmic swimmers or synchronized swimmers, they just go and start stabbing that person, especially men, you know? Yeah. That scene reminded me of uh, Metropolitan. Metropolis. Oh, Metropolis. Yeah. 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 But I mean, the thing is that Metropolis really wanted to make an effort for actually, a really big effort for actually just like portraying that reality, that cipher reality. Here it almost feels like Otar is just giving you the middle finger. Is that I could, but I'm not going to. And I, I thought, how, how is this? First, I'll say that I remember watch in my French New Wave phase. For me, it's the sort of genre where I had to watch a couple films until I understand, oh, I get the language of the film. So maybe I'm just out of practice and so it didn't land with me. Um, and now my train of thought is completely gone. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you were talking about like a bit more like your New Wave phase. Oh, I, I just kept... I watched a number of YouTube videos to explain why this is an important film because I was like, I'm missing something. And even the opinions of cinema critics or people like us didn't offer much insight. Like, I understand why he's important as a director. I think he's done more interesting things than this. This, for me, was not interesting for me. Uh... I agree with you. I mean, I wanted to watch it again because I thought that it's like, hey, maybe in these five years I grew as an audience, you know, as a cinema goer, and I can actually appreciate it a bit more. And the feeling was the same about it. I am bored out of my mind. And when he actually started using like the negative, that is the dude, this is avant garde, not in the right way. And I, I realized how 
bored I was of the film because it is in French. I watched its subtitles, and at some point I just walked out of the room without pausing it. And I was like, oh shit. <laughs> I can't just listen to it as I go to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, sometimes, I mean, I didn't do it with this one. I think that I maybe I close my eyes for a second, but uh, with, uh, I do it too when I'm watching something with my boyfriend. It's like, if I'm like really interested, it's like I would pause it, do you know? But if not, I actually ask him explicitly, do not pause it. Do <laughs> not there. Let's, let's just minimize <laughs> the pain here, the damage that is happening. Um, so, I don't know. I mean, for me, it's like someone that killed the whole thing, you know? It's like, I know that Truffaut, Godard and others that they started, you know, like as film critics. So always like new wave felt like a bit more of a counter movement, more than a movement started from a specific ideas. It's not like, it's not like dogma, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Like, I understand the point of French New Wave. I don't see this as a great example of the genre itself. Um, and I know Godard did interesting things. I just didn't witness any of them personally here. That's not to say they don't exist. I just didn't pick up on them. I, I'm not sort of going to be like checking. Uh, I think that I may have mentioned this cinema called The Gen Cisco in uh, Chicago. Uh, they were doing a cycle right now uh, about uh, Godard, putting on, playing like some of his movies. I think that they were not playing Alphaville. That doesn't surprise me. I can't imagine getting many people to see this in a theater today. Whereas if they played A Band Apart or Breathless or Jules and Jim, I would absolutely go see them. Le Pierre de Faux? What is the other one? I haven't seen that film. Oh, okay, so sorry, my boyfriend actually watched it. And he was telling me that he said, oh yeah. I, I, I like it. And I think that it's from the same year as uh, Alphaville. And that one is in color. That it makes me think that is that they he went with the idea that is, hey, I could make this in color, but it's a noir movie, so it has to be in black and white. It's, like, yeah, it's an aesthetic direction, you know, like decision. And it's true that it works better. But during the weekend, I actually was with him, uh, Double Indemnity by Billy Wilder, about like, look, you don't know, so you haven't you haven't watched like many noir movies. Is that I just watched one that I think that is like really good, and yeah, I mean it's a it's a step, you know, ahead as a noir movie. I I would really like to watch another of Guitar's films with you, so we could bounce ideas off each other and see. Yeah, they are playing uh, Breathless, Pirolefo and Bad of Outsiders, a band apart. I would recommend you see Band, of, band Apart or Band of Outsiders. And Breathless. I, I don't remember much about Breathless. I remember really, really liking it. But I've seen Band Apart like four times. There's a hilarious dance in it between two guys and a girl. That's like the snippets that they have of the movie, like the photograph. And my brother-in-law has tried to convince me and my sister and him to go as those three people as on Halloween every year for like 15 years. <laughs> you should do it, man. That sounds adorable. Uh, I would check it. Maybe, I mean, I don't have like plans for tomorrow. I may actually check if you're like playing anything and just go to watch it. Because I don't want to leave this like that. I don't want to leave like Godard again with this sour taste after his death and we're like yeah it wasn't so in the same way that i actually try to approach to name with the new wave that is that i'm going to start with this uh, i think that i'm done it's the same way about like hey let's talk about Godard. let's start with this uh, I think that we're done. 
while I'm down. And the French New Wave's new wave films are blessedly short. They're all like 90 minutes. Like, so even if you hate it, it's 90 minutes, right? It's not three hours of Solaris. Uh, well, yeah. Uh, actually, yeah, next Friday they play back to back Pirole for a Man of Outsiders. I mean, it will be like four hours, but I'm breathless on the following day. Okay. Yeah. Actually, they play like Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And I actually, yeah, I actually do something. Well, we're not giving up on Jean-Luc Godard or French New Wave, but it sounds like for both of us, Alphaville was a bit of a flop. A tiny but... I forgot to read the New York Times review, so I don't know exactly how I feel about this film, but... That's fine. That's fine. Would you watch it again? No, unless some film critic explained exactly why it's important and what I should look for. Overall, I'm never just going to be like, let's watch Alphaville. I'm going to go with this. Not now, not in two years. But if I actually dive like a bit deeper into New Wave, maybe I can connect the dots for just feeling <laughs> curious about like just getting another perspective. I may give it a third chance. Do you know, if I fool me once, same on, <laughs> same on you, fool me twice, same on me. But I say, I may go to fool me thrice. Uh, would you recommend it? Um, no, especially not as an example of French New Wave or yeah. sci-fi or noir or yeah. a black film. <laughs> <laughs> or, like, or a movie. <laughs> or a movie or art. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a hilarious way, hilarious way of putting it. Uh, no, I couldn't recommend it. As I told you, there are like better examples of sci-fi. There are better examples of noir. There are better examples of sci-fi noir. I'm pretty sure that they are like better examples of Everything. New Wave or New Wave. I don't know that yet. Oh, was uh, Le Samurai New Wave? Yes. Yes, it was. Yeah. Then look, that's that's one that I like. All right. There you go. Yeah. Uh, would you remember it? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Nothing about the will I remember. I'll probably remember that it it's a dystopian future that's it yeah i was thinking that from the dystopian perspective this is more similar to 1984 than blade runner apparently i'm not super familiar with orwell's films but apparently there's a lot of nods to george orwell yeah honestly it's like i just felt like the idea of this computer like looking over you you know and not being able to behave in a way that is not recognized it felt like a cheaper version of 1984. Um, I don't think that I would remember it. I The only thing that I truly remember about it is like, it's noir, like really, really noir, like by the elements of noir. And uh, the other part is like, everything is Paris, 1965 Paris, pretending to be something else. And I felt like, eh, some of the architecture, it feels like they went to a couple of cool buildings, but they were not even like, are, you know, like not really like uh, avant-garde or are the co-buildings, like for example in Blade Runner, that they go to the uh, to the Bradley, the Bradbury, you know, and they still like disguise it for just making it look like a bit more punk, steampunk. 
Uh, well, is there anything artistic about Alpha Beal? Oh, I feel bad, but I'm just gonna say no. Okay, no, that's fair. No. Like, <laughs> oh wow, that was interesting. I just feel like the only artistic thing that I will go with is that when they go into the negative. And it felt like so cheap about <laughs> like, why now? Why an hour into the movie? Make much sense. I mean, maybe that was very subversive in the 60s and something people hadn't seen before, but it didn't add anything to the plot. It didn't underscore any sort of, I don't know, emotional, I don't know. Also, fuck that music, man. That music, like we've talked about, we don't like when music tells us how to feel. The music just wouldn't stop, just yep. non-stop. Super heavy-handed, yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, is it a timeless piece? Yeah, I mean, there's nothing that firmly roots it in a specific point in time. It takes place in the future, but it's... I mean, really, it's just people talking most of the time. I mean, I will go, I will go with Jess. You know, like because of the same theme, but I really, really wonder how people felt when this came out. Yeah, I'll have to do some research. Yeah, because I, I just feel this. I, this was Perry '65, and it was Perry '65 in 2022, and '65. <laughs> Everyone will realize about like there is no sci-fi here that it comes through the eyes. Everything is like through the ears. This will be the same failure in 2050 as it is today. <laughs> Take that, Godar. Take that to your grave. <laughs> God. Could you turn this into a TV show? No. Yeah, no. I mean, I think there's enough of a quote-unquote world here to really build out, but it's not an interesting world, so I wouldn't watch the show. I mean, I just feel... As I was telling you, as I was saying earlier, it's like whatever comes to my ears is different from what I see on the screen. And what I hear, it's okay. You know, it's like it's it's not necessarily bad. But what I see is like if you're going to be like making this bullshit of a TV show, you're going to be like giving me like five hours of this, I'm not interested. But the world building, the elements are not bad. Did it remind you at all of Europa? Europa is far superior to this. It is far superior, but it's kind of similar, right? The future dystopian, not really explaining things. I mean, I guess it's a good thing that this film has reminded me of Tarkovsky, of... Uh, of Lars von Trier. Lars von Trier, of uh, Fritz Lang. There's stuff there. It just didn't come together. <sighs> I, but for example, like the last time that we spoke, is that we're talking about the thousand years of locking, and we're saying it's like we don't even know like what is trying to do here or what is like the purpose of this, and it's like he's not landing here. Is like he may have influences, you know, like Godard may have influences that he's taking, like literally, or you know, like even influencing forward. I doubt that Lars von Trier was inspired by this movie by Alphabet. I doubt. I may be wrong. I I would guess not. Just in terms of concept is all I meant. Yeah. I, I like a ten compared to 
I, I was not going to go that far, but it's like it's far superior, you know. I just I don't know, I just feel like this one is like just probably going to be entertainment, you know. Is it entertaining? No, I'm not saying I'm not saying that it succeeds in being entertaining. I'm just saying that it's like, I don't think ah, that Godard not... yeah was no, trying to elevate. Yeah, 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 I think that he was saying that it's like, hey, I'm going to be like doing a film noir like in the 40s and the 50s, and I'm going to be like just making it mix up with sci-fi. But I'm going to be like making it an ironic kind of way, so everything is right now. All right, I can see that. And it's like I, it's not that you succeed or not because you don't have like lofty ambitions it's just the story you know like if this landed if this was entertaining you know if this was like engaging the conversation would be like pretty different you know but it wouldn't be because it actually achieved like something higher uh could this have been a sort absolutely this could have been wrapped up in like seven minutes man <laughs> I don't know if seven minutes, but yeah, I agree. Is that this is going to be like way, way, way shorter? Uh, do you think this movie could have been better? Yes, I can't call out anything specifically. It just if they could have added more entertainment, that would have been great. <laughs> Godard left like the bottle of entertainment out. You know, he didn't add it to the mix to the cocktail. Um, and he only put two drops. So. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I agree with you. I think there is a bit more like the screen, the pace, like just trying to be like so minimalistic with the perspectives. Like this is not sci-fi, but it is. It's like, eh? it's just, I don't know. I, I couldn't get into it. It's a combination can of I, things. Can I give that score to the film? Uh, <laughs> give me one. Uh, so before we score, do you have any movie that you want to ask me about, if I remember? I do. I want to remember, and this, I don't think this is fair, because I've seen this movie like 15 times, and I think you've only seen it once. But what do you remember about The Squid and the Whale? It's, uh, it's Noah Bakum. No? Noah Bakum? Noah Bambach. Well Noah done. Bambach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's basically doing like one of his classic genre of uh, kids living through the divorce of their parents. Uh-huh. And we have the kid from the social network. Jesse Eisenberg. Jesse Eisenberg, that's it. Uh, Mark, we have Mark. Uh, and uh, they live in New York. In, uh, I think there was like one of these like brick houses, like pretty cool brick houses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I don't remember. Is that they just go through a divorce and then at the end they go to a museum and they have like a whale and a squid. And Jeff Bridges is a professor who starts to screw his student, which is Anna Paquin, who played his daughter in Fly Away Home. And Laura Linney starts fucking her tennis coach, which is one of. Oh, that's right, the tennis coach. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you remember. I mean, that's I mean, uh, uh, but that's the thing. <laughs> that's the thing. Like, I don't remember the specific. I just remember that it's like this goes into the packet of a, a couple just gets divorced. Yeah, like a marriage story. Yeah. Yep. So I don't. I don't know. I feel like a bit torn about like if I remember it or not. But eh, no, you got the director. You got the city. You got. <laughs> Massacre. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm going to be like leaving me with a yes minus. 
<laughs> we're like scoring myself with a yes minus uh, I'm talking about a scoring uh, this was my pick so you have to score alpha wheel before I did so I feel bad about this and I apologize to Jean-Luc Godard but I have to score this less than 3,000 years of longing so I'm gonna go with a 4.5 I... okay it's not horrible it's just boring and meaningless Okay. Uh, I'm going with a four. <laughs> just oh, wow. for, I mean, just lower than you, but at the same time, he said this thing because I don't have like the contest of whatever else he has done. I cannot give him like the vote of confidence. That's fair. That's fair. Just keep in mind I'm going to prove you wrong with one other guitar film. That's absolutely fine. I mean, uh, who was. Uh, oh, Melville. Uh, Jean Pierre Melville was the one that he did the samurai two years later. And it also like. If you remember, it's another noir movie that they use like the stereotype of samurais for a hitman in Paris. You remember this movie better than I do. I watched it twice. But uh, it was a bit more like, okay, there's like this surreal, magical thing, but it was way more palatable than this. Way, way more. Way more palatable. Yeah. That's 100% of Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Uh, okay, anything else? Uh, well, we should actually say next one is your pick, actually. My pick, I'm actually going to pick something that is currently in theaters. I'm not sure when the episode will be released, but it is God's Creatures, starring Emily Watson of Breaking um, the Waves fame. I mean, she's very famous, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. We know her. We know her by that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not pretend. All right. Uh, excited to watch it. Uh, and to everyone out there, our four listeners, thank you so much for putting out with us. And anything else? Wash your hands and don't watch this movie, please. <laughs> okay. Bye.